Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a really special guest here today. I'm sitting in my closet with my very own husband, Eric Wessinger. Hello. Hello. We wanted to record today on the heels of Misty and her husband's episode that came out last week. And I actually did not have Eric listen to theirs before we recorded because I didn't want it to change ours at all. So we'll listen to theirs later. I loved it. It was awesome. Misty, I know you're listening to this. Um, one thing I wanted to start with, Eric and I tonight are on our way to, are we allowed to talk about it? I think so. <laughs> you just can't, no, can't, give your... can't give our mantra away. That's right. We're on our way to our third transcendental meditation lesson together. And then our last lesson is tomorrow night. You're not supposed to really talk about it. It's like what happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club. (laughs) But the reason I want to start with that is that I get asked all the time, does your husband do yoga and meditate? Actually, people ask me all the time if you do yoga. And the answer, of course, is no. No. However, you do have a bit of a meditation practice. Yeah, I do. And tell me more about it. Well, I started when we went to Kripalu. I piggybacked on your yoga trip. And so it was for you, it was a yoga and meditation getaway. And for me, it was just a getaway. And so, but I kind of snuck into a couple of the meditation classes and really enjoyed them and kind of started the journey from there. But those were guided meditations and meta med- uh, meditations and so I kind of just started from there going with headspace and waking up and some of the online apps and stuff like that and doing a, a meditation practice and you had given me George Mumford's uh, mindfulness for athletes book where he's obviously a very big proponent of meditation and has some real visualization techniques and images that kind of stuck me very well and so um, for, I guess, probably since then, so two and a half years ago, when was that? Probably longer than that. More than that, because it was every, it's like pre-COVID, post-COVID. Right. right. So since then, just um, on my own, trying to kind of begin that process and, and some successes and some failures and, you know, but really enjoyed it. And then just recently had a schedule change and had really kind of gotten off of that practice a little bit. And to be honest, really kind of felt felt it, you know, where I've been a little more, I would say, misguided in terms of what kind of vision boards and those kind of things is just, um, you know, you just kind of, it was missing, mm-hmm. you know. So we started this TM class and it's very different. It's um, parts of it I really like and parts of it I prefer the other way. And so it's kind of nice to see that there's, there's these blend, maybe a blend, but 
each one of them would probably tell you that you're not supposed to blend them. Mm-hmm. They always yeah. say like, don't mix the practices, right. but I always think you have to do what works for you and yeah. decide what works for you and then stick with that. Right. You know? So, um, so baseline for me, it was just a really good way for me to center myself when I'm feeling a little agitated, either at work or working out or playing basketball or just, it's been a really nice the meditation, the breathing and the visualization pieces of it has been something that I can apply, apply to my daily work. And so it's been good so far. Yeah. One thing I've told you this before that I'm so grateful that you take care of your body. So meticulously, I mean, he gets up at what time do you get up? Well, like four thirty. I don't even know because I am not up for hours <laughs> after he leaves. Four thirty. Yeah, four thirty, and then four thirty or five, yeah. depending on the workout. Yeah, he either goes to this F forty five workout or to play basketball or does another workout, and and I think because you have that discipline with that, I feel like meditation is going to be something that's easy for you to recommit to. We'll see. It's a lot. They're asking us to do 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes, eight hours later. And that doesn't sound like that much, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. to do one thing every day with your for, mind for, for 20 the rest minutes. of your life. Yeah, forever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. One reason I wanted to open with that conversation is that there's this assumption that Eric and I are on similar paths and we're really not. I mean, we have completely different lines of work. We have completely different types of personal practices. Um, and there's a few things that have really made us not grow apart. Even as we grow individually, we still grow as a couple. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit today sure. because we don't have the same religion. Even we don't have the same meditation. We don't have the same, well, we just started kind of working out together Yeah, a little bit. Um, and one of the things we talked about the other night was how we support each other in actually doing our own thing and how important that's been to our relationship. Eric um, and I are super independent people from each other, and we're raising our kids that way. But it works for us as we come back together and connect on um, just kind of what we're doing and what we're exploring in life. And we have a lot of similar interests, of course, but I really support him and going off and doing his own thing. And he definitely supports me and going off and doing my own thing. Yeah, for sure. I think it's important. And it's also um, just having that, that ability to, to be something other than I guess the, the paths aren't completely aligned, right? So to be able to kind of skew off that path and go do things that I'm interested in that you're not, right? And then for you to go do things that you're interested in that I'm not, um, I think helps, it helps me for sure to to be able to still have these aspects of my life that, you know, if I was maybe, if you weren't as giving with that for me, that maybe I would have to sacrifice and then eventually, you know, maybe that becomes a, resentment thing down the line or something where I had to give this up because you, you know, you didn't like it or those kind of things. And so I think not having that as part of our relationship has been really beneficial for both of us. And to be able to, 
you know, then it gives us things to talk about and it gives us things, you know, when we do, you know, we'd make it a point to go do things together. It's not like we're never with each other. You know, we definitely make it a point to spend as much time together as we, as we want to and as we can. But then we also have this ability mm-hmm. to go out and, and do things on our own. So it, I think it adds nice layers to our personal lives and then in turn adds those layers to our relationship. And then I think it's important for the kids to be able to see that you can be in this loving and caring and really committed relationship, but you can also have your own life, you know, and to be able to, for them to, with us and the family, as they get older, they can have camp and, you know, do these other things where they have their own things going on. But we always have the family as a foundation, as a center to, to kind of Mm -hmm. rotate out of for them. But, um, you know, as opposed to them seeing us as these, I don't do anything without you or you don't do anything without me. And it's not, you know, I think it's more healthy for them to be able to see like, oh, it's okay to be with the family. But then it's if I feel like going in my room and just being by myself or if I want to go do something by myself, I'm so it's okay for me to do that. too. Mm-hmm. So. I think we take this approach with each other and with the kids of like, do what you want until you give me a reason not to trust you to do whatever you want. Sure. You know, and I think that I never really thought of that being true for us, too. Like, it's definitely true for them. I think we've let them do sometimes a lot for their ages, but we know what they're ready for. And they don't give us a reason not to let them do some things that they ask to do. Right. And I think the same thing goes for us. You know, I remember when we first got married. I don't know if you liked this or not, but I used to tell you, I don't. I don't need, I don't need you, but I really, really want, want you. Right. You know, like meaning that I, I, my mom raised me this way, I think to be so independent and like my, my life would not be as fulfilled and loving and happy, of course, without you. But I don't think that I would die without you. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. But I, for me, that's the healthy place to be because I want to be around you. Yeah. Like I'm choosing because you make me so happy and you make me want to be a better person. I want to be around you. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a big difference for us um, is that we actually really, really like each other and like having our adventures together. Yeah. You know? Well, it's funny you mentioned trust because I was thinking about that too. Is like, it's, it is a huge piece of it, right? Is it, is it? I trust that when you go to San Francisco for three weeks, you know, for your class and stuff, I know that you're doing it with the best intentions and that you're doing it not only for the betterment of yourself, but for our relationship and for, for the kids. And even though it's, it's something that's solely for you to experience, I trust that you're making the right decision to go do that and that you wouldn't go do that if you didn't think it was beneficial for yourself and us. Right. Yeah. And it's the same thing. If I want to go on a river trip or I want to go see a band or go see a show or something with my friends out of town, like uh, you trust that that's, you know, I'm making the right decision. And, you know, and so and and then we're in, we encourage each other to do those things like, hey, you haven't gone to see your friends in a while. Why don't you go do that? Because I think it makes again, it just we wouldn't be as happy if we weren't able to do those things. Right. You know. Yeah. We are really lucky that we can go do stuff like that. For sure. You know, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, like when I wanted to go, so this was a six week, seven week training, yoga training in San Francisco. And I had to go there three times for 
15 days each time. And this was obviously pre-COVID, so the kids were pretty young. And But he, you know that if I come to you with something that big, it's not that often, and that it's something that, that really needs to happen, and we right. figure it out. And it's not like I'm coming to you every year being like, hey, I want to go do this thing for a month, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's, you just have come to know that if I come to you with something like that, you're like, we'll make it work. Well, yeah. And we've done it and not, you know, where it's, it's really no big deal. <laughs> we've you know? done it so like, often. <laughs> it's, you know, like we'll go, I'll take the, when you're on those trips or you're at a retreat or doing those trainings, we'll go, you know, take the kids somewhere and my, our friends will be like, oh, well, where's Lauren? I'm like, well, she's in San Francisco for a couple of weeks to do this and like the look on their face is just <laughs> shock and awe and just like confusion and you know but we just make it where you know we just make it work right it's just it is what it is so we you know right it's good it is good and then when we're on those trips it's you know we're not well let me call you know like we call and check in because we would want to say hi and but it's you know if we go a day without talking to each other it's totally fine too and you know, so we're, we're both so comfortable with that experience that it's, it's pretty simple. It's so funny. The episode coming out in like two weeks, we've already recorded and it's on mindful travel. And I shared that with Misty. I was like, we just don't really talk when either of us is out of town. I mean, what is there to talk about? You know, we'll catch up when we get back and you're having an adventure. Like, you don't need to check in with me. Right. You know, I know you're available if I need you for something, but, um, you know, you're whether it's you or me, like one of us is home dealing with the reality of that. And the other one is off somewhere far away doing something completely different. And those worlds don't really align. And so it's like, just we'll check in when we check in, you know? Yeah. And I think that goes back to the trust piece of it too. Is it, you know, like sure. Everything's great. You know, if it wasn't, we would know, but otherwise it's. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't feel that need to check in. You know, you definitely don't feel that need. And I think there's positivity in that for us. For us. Right. And this is only what works for us. That's all we can oh, talk very, about. For us. Like, yeah. It doesn't, that wouldn't, those, this type of thing wouldn't, doesn't work for everybody. No. And that's okay. You know? <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. It's all what works within your own relationship. But yeah, I think the trust of sending each other off on adventures has been really huge. And honestly, you know, my business is finally in a place where it's really gaining some momentum after all this time. And, and to be honest, like part of me going off on some of these trainings, it wasn't very financially rewarding for a long time. So there was a lot of, there was that involved too. And, but you knew that me being a perpetual student of yoga and meditation was filling me up in ways that nothing else really does. And then it was part of what I needed as my own self-development too. And just, you know, my own mental health. Yeah. It's been part of the journey right? right? to go through those experiences and to, you know, maybe you wouldn't have gotten here as quickly as you did if you hadn't had those experiences of doing that, you know, for yourself and by yourself and Mm -hmm. coming to going through those, you know, this kind of ritual events of, you know, discovering what you wanted this to be and who you wanted to be. And Mm -hmm. it's important that you had those chances to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me is grateful that you're not like a yogi and in the yoga world. And, you know, I just, I don't know about that for us. Like, I'm sure it's really beautiful for some people, but 
I, I know I have so many examples of ways it hasn't worked for couples, Mm -hmm. you know, to both be immersed in that world. And, um, honestly, I think it's my responsibility to take what I'm learning and bring it home and not take what I'm learning and somehow like elevate above everybody, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And like evolve beyond anybody. Like if that's what I'm doing here with these practices, I'm doing it for the wrong reason. You know what I mean? My goal with all of it is to just take care of myself enough and see my shine light into like my dark corners enough where it, whatever trips I have (laughs) as a human don't affect our family long-term or our relationship long-term. It's just a real honesty with myself. And sometimes you help me with that honesty, things that Mm. I don't see. Right. (laughs) And that's hard, but I appreciate it. Well, in my guess would be even if if that was something that I was really into, we would be into opposite sides of it. Right. I'd be all into hot yoga and all that stuff. And <laughs> I know. Like, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> not not talking smack about hot yoga, but no. <laughs> it's no, just but, not my jam. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my thing. <laughs> to each their own. Um. What else? What else is one more thing you think? We do well. And then what's one one thing we can work on? And then we'll close. I think one thing that we do, I think, and they kind of go hand in hand, right? Is I think one thing we do is, is we're, we've gotten, I mean, we've been together for a very long time, but we've gotten good at reading the room, you know, and I can tell when you're agitated or not, you know, in a place where you want to chat or do the, you know, like we, I've just been able to mm-hmm. kind of read your moods. And I know you feel the same way about me, you know, but the, thing that we're not good at is then talking our way through that or letting that breathe a little bit we either try to talk when it's we shouldn't be talking or we ignore it and when we probably should try to talk through things so i think it's again it all just comes down to communication which is probably the the most difficult thing for almost every relationship is just being able to get through things i mean other than that i think there's just it just really kind of gets down to that and just being able to try to get on the same page about things mm-hmm. when there's when there's disagreements or when we're we have different points of view or different moods you know have you noticed i've tried to not let your bad mood affect me as much it's it's <laughs> work in progress <laughs> there's something yeah. we're actually talking about this and i'm doing an introduction to mindfulness series on sundays for my members and we're talking about this thing called limbic resonance where emotions are literally contagious, especially people like you and I who are so attuned to each other because we've been together for like 22 years or right. something crazy. And it's where your the state of your nervous system, it's like contagious to mine. Yeah. And so where you used to say, you're making this all about you. And I used to feel like I had no control over it. I was like, I'm really not trying to. It's my nervous system picking up your crappy mood. Right. And you're like, <laughs> I was in a good mood till so you came in here. I'd be like, well, that's not my fault. Right. <laughs> it's not your fault and it's not my fault. It's our yeah. nervous systems talking to that, each other. Right. You're letting that, letting my mood affect, right? It's hard not to, but it, it's true, you know. It's hard not to. And what I do now is if I feel it, like I can feel it inside my body, like the, the adrenaline starting to rise or just the the like low mood starting to take over. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I just sort of feel into my feet and take a couple deep breaths mm-hmm. and, you know, 
leave the room or I'll stay if you need to talk. But sometimes it's just. I think sometimes it sometimes yes and sometimes no, but it does kind of feel like a choice. You know, if you can feel that coming on, you'd be like what you just said is I feel I try to do that, too. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm just going to I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah. And that's a moment of mindfulness is like that that Viktor Frankl quote, like between stimulus and response, there's a space. Mm -hmm. That's that moment of mindfulness. And that's the space of where you can choose what's going to happen. True. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. And that's a big part of those, that early meditation practice I was talking about was that it's a lot of your emotion and a lot of the way you cope and deal with things is, is a choice. It is. And a lot of it's tied to how you how you feel like if you're exhausted it's really hard if you're hungover if you're not sleeping if you're not eating well like that gets really hard when you're not taking care of yourself and so I'm just super grateful we have um really a practice in our family of taking care of ourselves right I think it's everything you know all right well I love you so much thank you you. (laughs) okay bye bye Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.